0: Grenke, 100% your finance partner for fast, accessible cash flow solutions. Get back to business with Grenke. Get the latest equipment you need and keep your cash where you need it in your business through leasing and invoice finance. We make credit decisions in 20 minutes and can pay your supplier or fund your chosen invoices within 24 hours of completion. We finance 100% of the asset, no deposits needed, and you can lease equipment from as little as €500 upwards. Grenke, your finance partner for fast, efficient leasing and invoice finance options. That's G-R-E-N-K-E.
1: to the next episode of the Disney vs Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. Today I have two debaters going to debate Sleeping Beauty vs Fantasia. We are in the second round of our debates and that means that the debates are going to get a little bit more intense. So before I introduce our debaters, I'm going to introduce to you the fact checker today, none other than the fabulous Stacey Holmes. Hello! How are you, Stacey?
2: I am feeling fine and fancy free. Are
1: you <laughs> impartial in this debate? Um, no. <laughs> That's a all right, I, I, I like put you the of order. <laughs> uh, I
2: am not. However, I am a true professional.
1: And the facts are the facts. And the
2: and facts are, I, facts, are the facts, facts. I have worked with Stacey that. before. She is very professional, so
1: I trust that. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> those <laughs> Way to try and returns swing her you're vote. listening I see what to you're doing. are defending Sleeping Beauty today. We have Georgie
3: Birdie. Hello.
1: Now, do you love Sleeping Beauty? I do. Wonderful. I do. This
3: is my first time defending it and I'm excited. Good.
1: I'm ready. What's your favourite part of Sleeping Beauty?
3: <sighs> the the visuals of it. Okay. Mm. Sure. Mm.
1: And defending Fantasia once again, returning to defend his movie is Patrick Aiken. Yes. Very excited. Now we've heard you debate for Fantasia before very passionately and win. It's a good movie. Mm. So I don't want to I don't want to do your job for you and psych Georgie. Good, you because you're very good. <laughs> so and I like Fantasia I can't inspired out it's fine. Uh so this debate is following the round two format, which you mm-hmm. each get. Six minutes to make your opening statements both for your movie and against your opponents. Then we take a break and we'll come back with a cross-examination mm-hmm. where I will ask the hard questions about your films and maybe some points that you neglected to bring up, as can our fact-checker, Stacey. Mm-hmm. Then we'll take another break and we'll come back with three-minute closing statements for you to round mm-hmm. up why your film is the better of the two. All now, right. to start, we need to decide who goes first. Now. Oh, yes. Georgie. Mm. Are you going to pick odds or evens? Odds. Oh, she's going mad. with my gut. Now that is a nineteen. Ooh. So, Patrick, you get the choice of going first or second.
0: Didn't you pick odds? Yes. So she won. You won. I was like, I should have gone with <laughs> <minutes. laughs> I'm I'm go it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like okay, is an odd number. Georgie,
3: <laughs> uh, first or second? I'm actually gonna go first.
1: Wow, okay. Bold I'm choice. Ready. We are I'm ready, ready I don't need to extra make time. history here. So Six minutes. Mm. You'll get a warning tone at five. That warning tone will sound like this. Then you'll be cut off quite rudely by Darkwing Duck at six minutes. <laughs> the jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box.
3: It's a very abrupt way to be cut off, but all right.
1: I've got to get your attention somehow. That's true. And so, Georgie, your time starts when you start talking.
3: Sleeping Beauty is the creative pinnacle of Disney's Silver Age of Film. It's a bold and beautiful fairy tale with sumptuous animation and a transcendent score. For Walt Disney himself, Sleeping Beauty was a dream project and he spent almost half a decade in development getting it just right. Um, The animation style is very distinctive. It's a visual combination of medieval art, imagery and also an art deco styling. Um, They initially took their influences from 16th century tapestries and yet gave it a very crisp stylized look which gives this movie this medieval meets pop art Flavour. The backgrounds have no real draw distance, and in this approach, it actually creates scenes that look like stained glass windows have almost come to life. The animators played with a simple juxtaposition of simple horizontal and vertical landscapes, and for the landscapes and character movements, which helps to invoke this complex medieval artwork feel. It's the last Disney feature to film um, cells inked by hand, and this really shows in the luscious visuals, which themselves are works of art by themselves. The craftsmanship and visual design have also inspired many films that came after it. They also even and used a real flamethrower to create the Dragon Breath sound and now that's dedication to a film. <laughs> the film's musical score was adapted, of course, from Tchaikovsky's ballet of the same name, but what the movie does, it rejuvenates this ballet and makes it more accessible to everyone else. The score was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Scoring of a Musical. Once Upon a Dream, Aurora's signature song is simplistically beautiful to start, has lines seamlessly interweaving with the classical score underneath it as she meets the prince who joins in and the song builds until the final crescendo into a reverent chorus that characters and audience alike has swept away within its majesty. The music is a driving force in this movie as it weaves seamlessly into the magical world and the plot line. This classical music gives it an operatic and almost ballet-like quality which elevates it into a higher art form. It feels bigger than just your regular animated movie and in far greater scope. In terms of the plot we do follow the classic fairy tale. Maleficent gets annoyed that she didn't get invited to a christening, curses a baby to prick her finger and fall into it into death. She gets saved to internal slumber until her 16th birthday. Parents send her away to be looked after with her three fairies Um, and of course the inevitable fate. Here we get really iconic moments. We've got the three fairies who make that wonderful leaning cake. We get the dress changing from blue to pink. The woodland creatures dressing up as a stolen prince Um, and then of course the whole end climax and it's this adventure and climax of the end part of the film that I think is one of its strongest parts. It's rousing, it's exciting, it's scary, it features this epic battle with a dragon um, and it really gets the audience excited along with it. Sleeping Beauty's climax is arguably the best that Disney have ever done and it became the benchmark for big studio finishes. In terms of the characters themselves we also see here strong female representations. Sleeping Beauty herself yes spends most of the time asleep or being a baby yet that she acts more as a catalyst for other character developments. Flora Fauna and Meriwether. Three elderly, frumpy women slash fairies take centre stage. These are not your typical protagonists, not beautiful princesses, yet they are more than up to the task of saving the princess, the prince and the whole kingdom. They make all of the critical decisions. Um, decisions in this film and they are the ones who drive the actions they are the one with act with agency and symbolically storm into hell to counteract their antagonist Maleficent who it also must be noted is female and the only other character in the film whose decisions and actions drive the plot Maleficent is obviously arguably one of the best villains in the Disney catalogue she changed it up from that traditional old cackling witch to become an elegant lean eerie satanic inspired villain her otherworldly green glow matches her perfectly wickedly personality and the icing on the cake is the terrific voice acting from Disney veteran Eleanor Aldley which is cold, calculated and almost hypnotising to listen to. And let's not forget the men. Prince Philip was the first prince to have an actual name and any actual character. He's sweet, charming, headstrong, brave and selfless. All admirable traits for a man and he's ready to give up his throne and his riches just like that for the woman that he loves because after all dad this is the 14th century. Overall the animation and design of the villain, music and climax more than qualify itself To be the best Disney movies. Fantasia, on the other hand, well, I would describe the plot, but I can't because there is none. And along its development, it's unconnected, it's conflicting scenes. The music, yes, may be memorable, no question, but it's taken from other works. It's not a Disney original. It leans so heavily on it, it's not a Disney creation. The film tanked at the box office, and the musical director himself admitted for most people, the experience of Fantasia is more than they can take without fatigue. The narrator offers some guidance to the film, but he is monotone emotionless and his commentary does little to help guide the audience along, particularly if we look at who this film is aimed at. Is it aimed at children? That's Disney market, yet Fantasia is a long, rambling, boring, with very small amounts of pot that cannot hold a child's attention for the whole duration of the movie. It's scary. The dinosaur sequence is graphic and violent, not to mention Night on Bald Mountain, which has terrifying imagery. And during initial screening saw people wanting their money back for refunds due to the horror it caused to their children. Um... The original Reese was also criticised for featuring racist treatments um, of some of the Centaur characters and it had to be removed later on. If you have to have something removed from your film to make it politically correct, then it clearly was never okay. Um, Also reviews um, panned it for its treatment of its classical music, saying that it butchered um, and turned its pieces of music into grotesquely kitsch um, pieces that they never were meant to be. So from this, overall that we can see that obviously that this movie could never be considered the better movie and it doesn't even come close to the glory and the beautifulness that Sleeping Beauty has and the heart that it has inside the Disney canon.
1: All right. Very well timed and coming out hard. Wow. Okay. Uh, Well, that was your six minutes. Patrick, you now get six minutes to state why Fantasia is the better Disney film and... Well, uh, tell me why Sleeping Beauty is not the best Disney film. Your time starts when you start talking. If Stacey, there is no facts to check. Um,
2: I'm just trying to find the fact about the refunds. Speak from people. Okay.
0: Well, what we'll do, we'll go um, on with Patrick. Yeah, go ahead. I have read that in like. Uh, it's like reported in like a newspaper, like a journalism yeah. thing. It's not like there's no recorded cases or there's anything. There's not like a it's number,
3: like, but it uh, I'll, was... I'm, I'll
0: happily concede it, but it, okay. I've read the piece and it's tabloid. People okay. have It doesn't said. mean it's not real. <laughs> no. Um,
3: Just Look, saying. Saying. I'll continue Factors. to
2: use the Google <laughs> and see if, if I can find web. where you found that. Okay,
1: well, Patrick, your time starts when you start talking.
0: Fantasia is the better film here because it manages to do something, one, that is not only brilliant as an art form, two, hasn't ever been done successfully again, and three, stands out amongst the Disney canon of films. Unlike Sleeping Beauty, Fantasia has never been usurped, It has never been replicated, and it has never been improved upon. Fantasia 2000 did come out, and it's a great film, but nothing touches Fantasia. Now, Fantasia is probably one of Disney's most daring and ambitious works, not only artistically, but in concept and execution. And, as mentioned in my previous debate, it was the comeback for Disney's greatest hero, their greatest character, and his introduction to modern audiences, Mickey Mouse. We can talk about Disney princesses and villains and princes and fairies until the cows come home, but at the end of the day, Mickey is Disney and Mickey was reborn in Fantasia. No Fantasia, no Mickey, no Disney, get out of here. Now, (laughs) the music in Fantasia has been edited down, yes, for the sole purpose of allowing audiences who traditionally did not access classical music to interact with it. And even further, Disney decided to provide stunning visual stories that span the range of human emotion and thought to these pieces of music to allow in effect, common people to access previously classist and inaccessible forms of art. We have Toccata in Fugue in D minor by Johann Sebastian Bach. Um, the Nutcracker Suite by Tchaikovsky. Yes, Sleeping Beauty is based on Tchaikovsky, but Fantasia has Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> And it's represented in beautiful dances presenting fairies, fish, flowers, mushrooms, and leaves, uh, including things like uh, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, the Chinese dance, Arabian dance, Russian dance, dances of the flute, and waltz of the flowers. We want to talk about representation, ladies and gentlemen. We've got white people in a castle, (laughs) all the spectrum of art. Now, Sorcerer's Apprentice, of course, is a standout and has become an enduring part of imagery within the Disney canon. You have the sorcerer and of course the sorcerer's apprentice, Mickey desperately trying to seek higher magics while tragically they spill out of his grasp. And the hilarity and true terror, yes, terror is inspired Fantasia because of how well it executes its emotional core, its themes and its imagery. Sorcerer's Apprentice makes me anxious because it is so scary how quickly things run out of control. Other things that inspire that level of fear and isolation and also dread are Night on Bold Mountain with Chernobog, which is absolutely stunning. And of course, the dinosaur sequence as well, in which we see the span of terror, fright, and the changing landscapes. It actually introduces the full evolution of human life, leading up to This point today, everyone always forgets that it includes microbes evolving into the dinosaurs and then persists beyond the dinosaurs there. It is not there to scare children. It is an examination of the history of life, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't a princess asleep in a castle. This is the range of human experience and thought. Now, Sleeping Beauty, let's talk about that just for a minute. What is Sleeping Beauty and what does it offer us? Well, let's think about what Disney can do with the property. Is she as good as the other princesses? No. So what are we going to do with a live-action remake? Well, we don't want to make it Sleeping Beauty because that's not a good film. We'll make it Maleficent instead. We'll trash the story. We'll trash the characters because nobody likes them. They realised there was nothing there in the story. Nothing in Princess Aurora. Nothing in Prince Philip. And the only interesting character was the villain. In doing a remake, they had to abandon the original film and find something, anything, that actually would resonate with new audiences, Because Sleeping Beauty fades with the lineup of Disney princesses. She isn't as smart as Belle. She's not as charismatic as Tiana. She's not as hopeful as Ariel. She's not as powerful as Pocahontas. She's asleep. That's what she does. And yes, she's part of the Disney princess lineup, but who cares? She fades. The story fades. It is visually beautiful. I will not dispute that. Sleeping Beauty looks a treat. But at the core of it, the story is A good attempt at a representation of a fairy tale but fails to build upon that in interesting and new ways like so many great Disney films do, like the rest of the Disney Princess Suite and like Fantasia, which revels in taking an original piece of art and to developing it into something that is both accessible, complex and wondrous. And the animation in Fantasia is stunning, watching translucent goldfish fins swirl around their bodies as they transform into flowers. Yes, There are racist components of Fantasia that were removed. It is not the only Disney film that had racist representation in arts. It's not the only film from that era that had racist representation in art. It's a product of its time and its history. These are not things that we should celebrate. We shouldn't say that Disney was right to put those things in. But it does not undermine what Fantasia does as a film. And I think it's good that it was corrected. Fantasia should have had those things removed because while they are a product of its time, it doesn't belong like that in the modern era, and they fixed it. Now, Fantasia, unlike Sleeping Beauty, which is a bit of a snooze fest, ladies and gentlemen, um, (laughs) is not boring. Georgina tried to speculate that it is too complex and inaccessible, but instead of telling one story about someone being asleep and waiting to be rescued with no personality or personal qualities of her own other than beauty, it's in the name, And yes, the fairies bless her with qualities, but we never see them manifest in the film. They give her song. Okay, great, we've got a song. Wonderful. Well, Disney princesses need a song. Fantasia instead builds upon ideas that are... <laughs> the chick is up, you cheated, joke and jack jack-in-the-fuck. stories that are purely that's, rewatchable. That's
1: okay. That's, Don't make
0: me mute best. you, because I will. Sorry, I actually didn't hear the duck because I care <laughs> so much about
1: Fantasia. He's too
3: involved in Fantasia. Yeah. All right. Uh, this, this He is, definitely cares.
1: <laughs> this has been... Uh, Unexpectedly passionate. I my hand is sore for writing, <laughs> for writing notes. I was cramping up. Uh, I'm gonna gonna take just the smallest of breaks, and then we will come back with the cross examination. All right. I have only a couple of questions. You've been okay. you've been kept it quite clean. You have gone after each other's films a lot, though. So, yes. Georgie, first up, yes. you. Mm. I want you to justify why the violence and horror elements involved in Sleeping Beauty are less egregious than in Fantasia. That Fantasia. Because you've used that both as a mm-hmm. benefit for your film and uh, as as a detriment to Fantasia.
3: I feel like the the violence and the, the scariness in Sleeping Beauty serves the purpose of serving the story of it's a good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very interwoven without the whole plot and that's what Disney wanted the movie to be about. He wanted to, it to be about good, triumphing evil. So by having these fairies with this beautiful magic and they kind of float down and they have the beautifulness, they have to contrast it with the scary nature of what it is. I feel like also because we establish Maleficent as that, yes, she's not quite human, but we establish her as the bad guy for it we mm-hmm. establish the flames and everything coming off it and then she transforms to the dragon and it's kind of scary so but you, you know specifically that it's her.
1: used the dinosaur scene as yes. the scary scene yes um how is that more scary than the dragon fight
3: because you see the dinosaurs literally tearing the flesh off each other and like he grabs it in his neck and like sh- shakes him around and throws him out okay. which i feel to a child without any morals or anything being explained to them is a scarier image than having this the 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 fear and the okay. scariness woven into a plot so that gives a moral so your contention
1: is that the stylisticness Ties into the fable aspect, where the realisticness of the animation in Fantasia is a bit too much for children. Without,
3: without that story and narrative to counteract and kind of help the child through it, if we're looking at it as an aimed as a child's movie, which they are.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, Point noted. Now, I would like to take a moment to talk to you, Patrick. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Um, now, it has been said about Fantasia mm. by Georgina that it is both uh, conflicted and complex. Now, you say that it is simple and it features many stories. I'd like you mm. to elaborate on why the having many plots and many mm. vignettes does not complicate it. Mm. And if you can prove that point, it will count for Fantasia.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, I suppose, first of all, I'm happy to agree. I I do believe that Fantasia is not overly complicated, but I also disagree with the notion that complexity in children's film is, is a bad thing, or in family films in general. I think it opens up audiences to a higher form of art, and that can be very exciting. But while Fantasia is more, I suppose, some might say complex in its form, what it really is, it's a series of vignettes that focus on very basic imagery and emotion. And they're all very accessible. There's a reason why people get scared in those sequences, because it communicates simple ideas very well and then transitions to a new idea. There is not a big, sprawling narrative to follow. There are not characters with intentions and scripts and callbacks and throwbacks to follow. This film explores music through art and does so by focusing on the emotions that it awakes within us. Now, some examples there, quite clearly, we can talk about... Um, For example, The Ride of Spring, which is about uh, demonstrating Earth's beginnings, and it's scary. But scariness isn't something that is necessarily bad in children's films. In fact, of that era, Pinocchio is terrifying. These Mm -hmm. are hallmarks of Disney films. There are scary sequences. And fear is an emotion that is part of what that music is communicating. The overall structure. Is not complex there are very clear demarcations between the different types of music and the emotions that they are portraying both within the sound and the color and imagery it is not complex to show a clash between two dinosaurs then as that fades away to rain it is not complex to watch hippopotamuses and crocodiles and ostriches dance communicating the passage of time as the morning fades to night and then that turning into a big raucous cacophony, which is hilarious, and then fading into something else again, Night on Bald Mountain, which is the communication of darkness and then of hope. These, while they can be complex ideas if you want to explore them, Fantasia serves as an introduction to these ideas, these emotions, and these com- concepts. It's not complex for a child to watch this film. There is no dialogue to follow. There are no points to miss. You experience Fantasia. It shows you color, emotion, and storytelling in the most simple of ways.
1: Excellent. All right. Can well, I make a
3: point? Or do you, mm, no, it's fine.
1: You can make a point. I it's just a want good one quick point. point. <laughs>
3: One I quick may or point. may not
1: mark it down somewhere Pat- on my Trout sheet. Pat talked
3: mm-hmm. about this and in his initial one about how it's taking a higher elevated classical music and making it relatable, mm-hmm. which is also what Sleeping Beauty does. It took a ballet, which was very inaccessible at the time. People wouldn't go to the ballet yeah, if they absolutely. were in a lower class. And then it has represented the music but also the true story ...from that music in a way that's accessible to everyone. Uh, I just wanted to Uh, make that point. Patrick
1: did acknowledge the fact that Sleeping Beauty Mm. did the same thing. So that was a point for both of you. Uh, So what we'll do is we'll take a short break now... ...and we will come back with the final statements. Right, so we're back for the final round, which will start with Mm. Georgie. You will have three minutes to let me know the summary of your arguments as to why Sleeping Beauty is the best Disney film ever made and why Fantasia is not the best Disney film ever made. And you'll have three minutes to do that. Your time starts when you start talking
3: sleeping Beauty is a wonderfully detailed and stylized animation with its drawing style b- drawing inspiration from medieval artwork which was unique and groundbreaking in its time and it worked perfectly within this fairy tale setting the choice to adapt to Tchaikovsky's beautiful score for his ballet Into Sleeping Beauty was frankly pure genius in my opinion um, and it served Walt Disney really well and he loved this movie. Far from being lazy or derivative, the choices um, that they make in this film reinforce the archetypal nature of a fairy tale, allowing the film to make homage to the story's original and earlier iterations while still becoming something unique and entirely its own. It also then started off the line of these princess movies and it inspired and helped to make the Disney princesses the lineup and the iconic nature that it is. Um, The castle itself from Sleeping Beauty is the Disneyland iconic castle. If you think about Disney you picture that castle there's nothing more iconically Disney than that. The characters are strong and show us varied representations. We have complex female characters which we don't see a lot in early Disney movies and it provides us with one of the most iconic villains of all time Maleficent who leads the profitable lineup of the Disney villains which is is now so popular at Disneyland and just because she is more iconic than Sleeping Beauty herself doesn't make it a bad film. In fact, it again serves its iconic nature and it inspired villains to come. Fantasia can barely be considered a Disney movie due to its heavy reliance upon other creativity. It takes other people's music and works on it. It doesn't bring out its own Disney message. There's a lack of narrative and it had a reported failure at the box office and it ignores its target demographic of children. Sleeping Beauty on the other hand is a work of art. You freeze frame anything and it is beautiful. It also endears itself into the hearts of minds for everyone who have seen it and it is an iconic part of the Disney world. Sleeping Beauty really starts and kicks off animation styles for everyone else whereas Patrick admitted that Fantasia has not been replicated or done anything since because of Sleeping Beauty's legacy it really helps to cement it as one of the greatest movies of all time for Disney. It is the jewel in the crown of the classic Disney movies and one of Walt Disney himself's passion project therefore I can categorically say that it is the better and more iconic Disney movie which makes it the best.
1: All right. Okay. Just that's the final point. Final point. Didn't need all three minutes. And why would you, Patrick? I,
3: sorry. Sorry.
1: Yes? Fact checker. Mm.
2: Beep beep beep. I need. Beep, a, I beep, need a ding. Beep. I need a dinger. That's um. Um. I just want to query the word "groundbreaking" that you used in your opening statements in regards in to regards the to artwork.
3: Its um, style of artwork. Mm. And how did it break ground? Because of that going to the medieval style. So previously they had marked it off a Rococo style with Cinderella. So they completely changed it. And Disney's like, we can't do the same style animation as we've previously done. I want to find something new to do animation stylistically wise. Not the technical animation itself, but the style of the animation.
0: Can I do a fact check? Sure. Sleeping Beauty did not start the Disney Princess canon. (laughs) Snow White <laughs> oh, is yes. a notable yes, entry. And as original? you said, Cinderella also <laughs> came beforehand.
3: She kicked off in the hearts <laughs> of people.
1: <laughs> mm. I think we, I had Good also marked up. that down to bring up at uh, the end. Oh, so, sorry no. for interrupting.
3: She began it. I didn't say she was the first. I said she... I'll
0: yeah, get you to uh, flesh out the difference <laughs> between this, began and "start" <laughs> later. She was the she was the
1: first Disney princess to be the third Disney princess. Yes,
3: <laughs> don't you know that?
0: I mean, well, there can only be one third.
3: There's only one third.
0: But this podcast well, with her is about the castle and everything. Best. She
3: kicked it off at Disneyland, is what okay. I should clarify. Okay. She okay. kicked it off at Disneyland with the castle and that representation. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right, so we will now pass over to Patrick uh, for three minutes of why Fantasia is the best Disney film ever made and why Sleeping Beauty is not the best Disney film ever made. Your time starts when you start talking.
0: I'm going to start talking. Ladies and gentlemen, Sleeping Beauty is not the best Disney film ever made. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, sadly, doesn't measure up. It can't hold its own against the power and originality within the Disney canon. Aurora is not a standout princess. She's a narrative figure and nothing more, and she provides really a starting point perhaps for what a princess could be, but doesn't achieve anything (laughs) on her own. Now, the notion that Fantasia is not a Disney movie because it draws from previous art is an empty argument. Sleeping Beauty is quite literally a re-adaptation of previous art, as are most of the early Disney canon. Disney as a company constantly up to, oh, The Incredibles, reinvents (laughs) narratives and stories to give them to new audiences and find new ways for people to access art. And why Fantasia is the best Disney film is because it does that in the most daring, original and fantastical ways. It's a film that explores ideas in ways that Disney had never done before. It doesn't rely on cheap tropes tricks, or sleeping princesses, but instead focuses on core ideas and introduces high art to people who previously would have been locked out of discussion and experiences of those spaces. The music is amazing, the way which they choose to characterise The music is absolutely brilliant. It's not all abstract colours and shapes. We have dancing animals in a duelling ballet. We have Mickey Mouse desperately trying to learn magic while the magic overcomes even himself. We have Chernabog, one of the most terrifying figures of the Disney canon, looming over a city as he summons spirits out of it, only to be defeated by the pure hope as Ave Maria comes in at the end. We have dancing mushrooms. Um, And one of my favourite parts is actually the narration and the silhouette work, because we have someone patiently in a clear and kind voice explaining to people how they too are deserving to access great art and how simple it is to enjoy great art. Fantasia did something that has never been done by any other company before, and no one has ever done it as well since. Sleeping Beauty is a princess film that has been outstripped by every other princess film within the Disney canon. Fantasia is the better film between the two and I believe the most daring, interesting and brilliant film that Disney has released.
1: All right. Once again, cutting short, this is... uh, Why are you all good (laughs) debaters? Well, Um, look, I think
2: that point should be deducted for taking a cheap stab at the fact checker. I mean that should be counted. What was? Did I take a joke? Did I take a joke? There was a film that was mentioned in Patrick's. Oh yeah,
1: spiel all the Incredibles. I, yeah. Wasn't he complimenting the Incredibles? No. No, I said no. it's a
0: readaptation of art, which it is. In com- in positive Ten comparison, to yes, No, Patrick is <laughs> what I'm here. <hearing. laughs> <laughs> what I was, what I'm saying is I'm that i just mm, no, di- di- <laughs> Disney constantly readapts art. <laughs> Okay, I need to uh, look over my notes.
1: Yep. Uh, so please let each other know what you like about the other person's film uh, while I do just that. This, yeah, tell us, This Georgina. is really
3: hard because Fantasia is like my favourite. Like <laughs> really? I love Fantasia with every oh. fibre of my being and I think it is so underrated. When I had to face it, I was like, but I don't want to say bad things about it because it's so good.
0: I think Sleeping Beauty is the best looking Disney oh, princess film yeah. they ever did mm. and I think what's super interesting about it is – not just the fact that they've gone with medieval style as far as line art mm. and that kind of thing. What they do with color, it's medieval style. And then they inject neons into yeah. it. Well, that's
3: what it's like medieval it's meets neon pop green like it's dragon
0: like, flames. It's amazing. It's and the way it looks is stunning. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, maybe they just wanted to keep it for that film and never do it again. But it's sad that they never did it again because it's so good. the later princess films yeah. in our Disney Renaissance films, particularly, don't look as good as it. Yeah. They really don't. Sleeping Beauty is dumb pretty.
1: And I'm sad that they didn't
0: continue with such a daring animation style because it looks amazing.
2: Green, that colour green is the villain's
3: colour? I, well, I, I was trying to look at that. Oh, I feel God. like uh, it is.
0: It's kind of a trope in uh, – it's, it's the poison colour in yeah. Snow White. Oh, it's corruption yeah. on the, the apple. apple. Yes. On the apple. Well, um, but that's more of a tealy green. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the
3: colour – it's not the bright acid sure. neon green. I'll have to fact Because it definitely myself. was
0: something <laughs> yeah. as I was
3: watching it. I was like, oh, yep, there's your but Disney the green, villain yeah. green. But
0: the greens in it are stunning. And it's that image of when – uh, Maleficent is the dragon, and mm. you've got the flames, and they've gone with the traditional style lineup. And then the color is so aggressive, it's so refreshing to see something so bold in a Disney film where sometimes they get criticized for playing yeah. safe into tropes.
1: Mm.
0: All right. Oh. Now, these two films are
1: actually similar. In the, like, in the times that they were released and, yep. and what they did. Time
3: frame. And, I can't
1: yep. pick one art style over the other because both of them are absolutely beautiful films. The animation and the style of animation and what the animators were allowed and encouraged to play with in Fantasia is amazing and amazing to watch even to today. today yeah. Uh, but the art and the handing sells mm. in Sleeping Beauty. As soon as you see any part of that film, you know what film it is exactly. because it's so unique. Um I think the adventure, what what you brought out as adventure and and uh, drama in the violence and and scariness in Sleeping Beauty, I couldn't hold that against Fantasia because it is it is different stylistically, but it's used for the same purpose. Yeah. It's not a fable in that we're not telling you a story with a moral, but we are def- definitely showing you characters that are are being acted upon in a way that you can relate to. Um, so again, and then we have uh, we have the Tchaikovsky argument. D- yes. Tchaikovsky
3: v. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky is
1: good. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue that it's not.
0: But um, I've also got a little bit of bark in mine.
1: <laughs> and I think oh, there's a little well bark then. to my butt, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> to, to that point, Georgie said that yeah. it, it dumbed down classical music. Mm. You said that the classical music was edited to make it more approachable to the general audience and then Georgie agreed with that and said that Sleeping Beauty did the same thing. So that, again, is a point to both films. Mm. Um, yeah, they both did the same thing draw, with music. this is I'll be happy because oh. I think, think that's many, a good really outcome I both of us. it. Mm. fantastic villain, yeah. possibly one of the most iconic. Yeah everyone loves maleficent mm. to this day maleficent is used in in live shows at at disney yeah. Yeah. however in those same shows sorcerer mickey
3: yeah i couldn't i couldn't sorcerer go after sorcerer mickey hero, Maleficent's he's like the, the villain the icon <laughs>
1: so again that is mm. both films yeah. uh, have a l- legacy that you that you mm. you you can't deny living on to the parks to this day mm. This debate was won oh. in the rebuttals. Mm. Oh no! Mm. Ouch! <laughs> mm. It's a very good point. that fantasia had to be edited. Mm. It had problematic parts in it. That product of its time, or no? Oh, let's existed. not put the icing on
0: the cake. It's racist in fact. Yeah, <laughs> problematic. But yeah, like, yes, but it's yeah, like it's, <laughs> you know,
1: I don't, I don't. For people who don't know, I don't want to say what no, it is. No, I don't think
0: we need to discuss um,
1: it. But it was problematic, yeah. and we can't deny that when mm. we're talking about legacy of a film. Mm. Uh, and so that is a big point against uh, against against Fantasia um, while Sleeping Beauty had, like you said, great female representation. Mm. Uh, whether that was a Disney choice or that's in the story to begin with, they still chose to create the film. So that is a point in the balance for Sleeping Beauty. However,
3: oh, oh. This Sleeping is a roller coaster, Zayn, I can't take it
1: anymore. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty had a sequel or a remake in Maleficent. Mm. And the fact that Sleeping Beauty is not the main character in her own remake is a point against Sleeping Beauty. Mm. Fantasia was remade using the same formula. They didn't have to redo anything except leaving out the problematic parts. And they should have. Like. Wait, well, that's <laughs> the correct choice. <laughs> yeah. They should have. I'm not saying that that isn't. Mm. The, the nail in the mm. coffin in this debate was the fact that in comparison to all the other princesses, Aurora is lacking. Oh. And so Fantasia is the better oh. Disney film. Oh. I mean, yes, I knew it all along. <laughs> I was confident. It was you very, so very
0: confident. well
1: argued. Uh, but I think that, yes, when in comparison, when Disney is now making films that – Directly comment mm. on what they did with Sleeping Beauty. That is something that Disney itself is recognizing it did wrong and needs to change. And that is what their new princesses are all about: in not being like Aurora and being just a prop to be to be moved around in a film. So, unfortunately, oh. I don't want to get rid of another princess, but I think Fantasia is my decision today. So, congratulations, Patrick, uh, for your win <laughs> with Fantasia. Um, and I, I guess like it is one of my favorite films, as is Sleeping Beauty, and yeah. Georgie also appreciates Fantasia. So. I'm, I'm
3: at, like I'm sad I've lost. But I was actually like, I don't want to beat Fantasia, <laughs> but I
1: do
0: because
3: I'm very competitive. Well,
0: thank you for not beating so. Fantasia because I needed this win. I will say <laughs> this, been this was very
1: close because, again, oh. all the all the pluses and bonuses mm. for both films mm. were answered. There's a lot of pros and cons to both. So I, thank you once again to Stacey for fact-checking us oh, today. You, you are
2: welcome. Thank I enjoyed It is well-fought debate. It
1: is not a very, uh, a, a, a very pleasant job. But someone's got to do it.
2: Someone's got to do it. I did find, actually, just <laughs> for the listeners, about the lime green situation. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah what's It what was, on? in fact, uh, Snow White. Yeah. Um, it wasn't quite the same shape, but it was uh, featured. Mm. And uh, the all. eyes as well, her eyes. Yeah, and the, the old witch has the big eyes. Green, oh. eyes. Yes, green eyes. Yeah. And yeah. then, of when course. When she's cackling
0: under the floorboard. Yeah, what, and then yeah. the eyeball
2: <coughs> an theme was, was carried on in Cinderella. However, I will say Sleeping Beauty oh, Yeah, because really really the evil stepmother has
0: the big green eyes as well.
3: But really, Sleeping Beauty Took it and ran Took it and ran with it. She's like, I'll take this eye
2: color
1: and I'll turn day. it into green. They're no, like, we don't have paints anymore, side. but i have got these <laughs> highlighters. Side. Shall we just use those? We've
2: got green paint left over, yeah. so, so let's get it on there. Although it wasn't the first association, I, I do think, and I, I it's would say, say, it popularised Sleeping Beauty it. really smashed that lime green villain. So all right, well,
0: if you and don't then Star s- Wars goes and throws <laughs> it all away,
2: <laughs>
1: if you don't agree with me, <laughs> You can let us know on social media. There will be a poll on Facebook. You can let us know if Sleeping Beauty deserved to beat out Fantasia
0: this week. I think the audience is going to dislike me.
1: We will have to (laughs) wait and see, Patrick. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can also find us at a home on the web, that's not canon.com. And you can find all of the other great That's Not Canon podcasts up there as well. I'm in many, as is both Stacey and Georgie. Yes, correct. Yes so you can do that and until next week where we will be back with another Disney vs Disney episode keep watching Disney everyone
2: What should I listen to
1: now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your Castologists: Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.
0: Forward. It's the one move we're all ready to take. And at the Audi Moving Forward sales event, we're ready to help you on that journey. All Audi dealerships are now open. With tailored solutions to suit your individual needs, like the Audi A6 saloon, with PCP finance from only €499 Euro per month. Now is the time to make an appointment. Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung durch Technik terms and conditions apply 10 9 8 Cadbury has launched new Freddo Treasure Space series with Cadbury Dairy Milk buttons and a surprise space toy in every chest
2: 3 2 1 lift off
0: Treasure every adventure new Cadbury Dairy Milk Freddo Treasure Space series with only 76 calories per pack pick one up in store